This is Medrash Tanchuma Parshas Toldos, and this is part two of God Operates at the Intersection of Destiny and Free Will. So we have in this Parsha contradictory input, both from Medrashim and even from the simple story. But at the end, it all comes together beautifully. Let me share with you the different pieces. Number one, you start out with Rivka having these, you know, in, these in utero struggle going on and she seeks out prophecy and she finds out Rav Yavu Tzair. So right now we have established that the Jewish people are supposed to be dominating over Esav. That's the way destiny is supposed to unfold. Then we have a second input. We have Esav who's fooling his father. And Medrash brings examples of how he quotes from Jewish law so so uh, Yitzchak thinks he's more religious than he actually is, or the famous one that Rashi brings in the name of the Medrash, that Kitzayid uh, Befiv. In other words, the Medrash actually describes this in the realm of bribery, that, that, that Esau would bring his father this, these beautifully fresh-killed delicacies, and it sort of warped the... Yitzchak's sense of impartiality. He couldn't judge his sons correctly anymore because he was so taken with this amazing food. And that's why, of course, when he wanted to bless them, he again asked them, go out and make me this, this wonderful fresh-killed meat that you specialize in. So you have, then you have God who has to fool Yitzchak in order to bring the balance back because, because Esau was fooling Yitzchak, so God had to fool Yitzchak in order to make sure that he doesn't give him the blessings. And how did he fool him? Medrash says outright that this fact that he got blind was for a way to cover up the fact that Rivka could conspire with Yaakov to steal the, that, that you know, material blessing that she wanted to have for her son, Yaakov. So God was conspiring in this plot in order to make sure that uh, Yaakov get this blessing. Again, he would dominate over Esau. But, but, but on the other hand, the Medrash also tells us that Yitzchak had uh, a prophecy that Esau was going to be a world power and he would need these material blessings. It says, L'fisha rasha olam hazeb yado karavo benoah gadol. The reason he... He refers to him as his oldest son is because he's going to be a, a big, expansive world power. So that was his prophecy. So how can his prophecy be wrong? He was prophesying the opposite, that, uh, that you know, the Jewish people would be dominated by Esau. And lo and behold, history, of course, unfolded that way. We're still in Galut Esau. And, you know, Rome was a world power and they sacked and destroyed the base of Igdash. So you have another reality here against what we thought was the vision that we had found out earlier, that Rivka found out earlier, and that God was trying to conspire to make happen. And lastly, you have this piece of this fine print and the bracha that eventually Ace of God. Remember, he cried bitterly, and, and uh, his father, 
Yitzchak gave him a blessing, and in it was this very, very critical fine print which would determine actually what happens, who would dominate who. And the fine print said, tarid. In other words, if Yaakov falls spiritually, then Esav could throw off the yoke of, of Yaakov and, and, and Esav could rule. So to, so to put it all together, the way Jewish history did unfold was, of course, that Esav was a world power. And that's exactly why Yaakov had this vision, because that's really what it was. But the input that Rivka got from Shemba Ever was true. Potentially, the Jewish people could have and should have been the world power dominating Esau. That was a true statement. That was in our power to do that. And God was trying to give us that opportunity by fooling uh, Yitzchak and making sure that, that uh, things would start out right with Yaakov getting the, the material blessing. But at the end, that last piece, that was a critical piece, it all depended on what we actually did with this bracha. In some way, we wrote Jewish history, the Jewish people, because we sinned, and through our misdeeds, we, we went down and Asa went up, and that's how it all sort of comes together. There was the potential and the actual, and that's the way it really unfolded. And that, of course, is why it's so true to say that God operates on the intersection of destiny and free will. Have a great Shabbos.